Hey there, hi there, ho there. That's Cassie. And that's Kaylee. And this is... Get this this shit! I cannot believe you actually (laughs) said... I really tried not to... Hey there, hi there, ho there. Yeah. You do that really well. Thank you. You're welcome. I've been practicing... Good. ...my entire life. I know. I've heard your many voices. Thank you. It also helps that I went to, like, a couple months of college in northern Indiana. A bunch of people from Uh, Wisconsin and Michigan... Yeah, that accent kind of trickled over the border a little bit. Sure did. When I came home for, I don't know, I think it was uh, probably Thanksgiving or so. Probably. Oh, yeah. Just a whole bunch of bigs and, uh, oh, yeah, just talking talking all about... were you doing it mostly just to be an asshole, or like you didn't realize? Oh that no, you were doing just it? affected because I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> you just like absorb, just had to fit you in, absorb everything around you, including all. Assholes. Yes, yeah. that's exactly it. Oh my I, god, we have just to... a sponge. Call me SpongeBob. Were you, doing the, same, were you doing the same thing? Like when you're south, do you like pick up a southern accent in a very short amount oh, of time? Oh, darling, absolutely. Ah. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't do it because now I'm stuck in that. Right. I'm just, I'm stuck up here. Good. Up but in the UK. you're not staying there the entire episode. I don't know. Saying, this is where we've started. Oh, that's not <laughs> where we need to, to end. Uh, I, maybe, can I go back to Russian? Can I go to Russian? Oh, uh, where are the cats? Uh, oh, hello there, kitties. Oh, there we go. We're done. We're oh, done. Good. We're we're coming back down. All right, we're all right. We're bringing you back a little bit. <laughs> Got to get back to that nice uh, midwestern, the, yeah, uh, the the news accent. The no, it's the void of accent. The non-accent the neg- accent. Nega accent. I think there's a term for that, yeah. isn't there? Uh, a non-regional so. accent or something like that. It's definitely a newscaster accent or something. Newscaster. I, dude, I'm so sure. I if newscasters have accents. Ah, ah, uh, ah, okay. Girl. Is it like when British people sing and they don't have an accent? Is that like I don't know if it's that aggressive, okay. but yeah. I mean, no, you're we correct. Don't know, we don't, don't know any newscasters. No, man. I like. I don't know if you watch, like, uh, what's it called? News in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I doubt that they have, like, a, a deep South accent. Probably not deep. No. Nah. We'll just have to turn on news from Atlanta and see oh, what's well, going Well, you gotta, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got cable. Cable. Well, there's the internet. There is the internet. You're right. You can look up Sweet Georgia Peach News. Don't look that up. Let's I doubt that, up. that that's that going to be a news station. No, but I didn't say a quote-unquote documentary of some sort. It more than likely is. So we will be looking that up just uh that's gonna be oh my god that's our new podcast concept we're gonna review quote-unquote documentaries documentaries my god can that be our mini episode where we review pornographies sure (laughs) yeah for the fuck it's 2021 10 out of 10 on corn tube (laughs) 
<laughs> oh lord guys watch watch out for us all We're, tens of you yeah i mean we got a network going you know you don't know that could be a whole spinoff i i don't know that there's a podcast that does that there has to be i would I don't know, man. I told you. I said last week, I go through quite a few podcasts just looking for new and unusual content. I, You know what? I'm going to write it down. So, I, uh, All right, so I'm going to write it down a, in our production that notes. That noise is her little, little notepad. Yeah, we're still like rocking like pen and paper. In oh, this. are you not supposed to do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is like... Um, I yeah, live old off school of operation. Paper. So. Porn. Oh, I mean, corn review. Yes. Don't say. Yeah. I'm sure there's a podcast corn that reviews cares. actual corn. Maybe oh my like gosh. Yes. Seasons. I, I don't know. What corn is in season at this point in time? I, I don't fucking know. I'm from Indiana. I still I, don't we know that should much know. about corn. Why shouldn't we? Oh. I should have, could have, would have. Well, there is more there than corn in Indiana. There is. Kaylee got a new job. I did. <laughs> Good segue. Thanks. You're wonderful with those. And she doesn't work with corn. I don't. I promise I do not work with corn. Um. So, new job. Uh, Congratulations. I, uh, thank you. I was like a week in between jobs, so I can't really complain too much. <sighs> um, See, I told you uh, you were underemployed. I was underemployed. It's a great term, bruh. It is. And you know what? It's pretty fantastic week. I did ah, like a couple good. of interviews and then all of a sudden they, I mean, on they practically on the spot hired me after Fabulous. the interview. I am going to be uh, selling furniture in Lit. Castleton, Indiana, which is like a major shopping area. Um, we're in like nice. Furniture Row. So it's actually a <laughs> new company. It's never been to Indiana before. They have like 30 stores. They're opening like 20 more. Um, So yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're in there right now um, putting everything together. We are learning the system. We're learning the products. Uh, I could not imagine doing this job without actually going through this whole process. Really? Because we have the time to train and we have the time to learn and you're not just getting thrown on the floor and saying, figure it out. (laughs) But I, I come home Getting like you know fifteen thousand steps in throughout the day. I'm sore as fuck. Like we are put, it's it's good quality furniture, but we're like actually putting it together, moving it out to the floor. Um, we have like these big ass fucking couches, and we don't even have everything set yet. We still have electricians and all uh, construction people. Oh my god, you still have like the building crew that's like putting on finishing touches and whatnot. They are just finishing up the uh four like inner break room areas right now and getting the cabinets put in like we still have all that to do and then we can get everything staged and put out and decorated and pretty and it's a lot of fun i i'd like I you get to try you. like you get to try out all of the furniture <gasps> yeah so i didn't really like, think about that we're walking around everything we're like oh my gosh i love this so sit your fucking ass in it because it's gonna be cleaned anyways yeah, yeah. We're gonna, you know, you have cleaning crews that come in because oh, there's construction dust over everything. So, you know, you get to come in, you get to try it out, you get to learn it, you get to um, really get into it. And it's fun. It's exciting. I love that for I'm you. Like, I have great people I work with. Like, fan-fucking-tastic oh. people I work with. So, I'm That's excited. fabulous. I'm excited. I'll let you know when we open. 
who knows when that's actually going to be. They're saying, like, first, first of March, probably not going to happen, let's be honest. Yeah. Maybe, like, mid to late March. I we'll forget. It's, uh, it is almost March. We're, like, a week away from March. Yeah, we yeah. sure is. Insanity. That's nuts. Yeah, I can't wait to come in and look. I, know, I can't wait to have you in. Heck Unfortunately, yeah. because of COVID, well, we yeah. can't do the big like openings with yeah. They were like at our other stores, we used to do ribbon cuttings, and I'm like, God damn it! Aww. I actually wanted to do that, so that would be really fun. I know. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's fine. Lame. Do a ribbon cutting for like you guys. I know. You know what I mean? I know. There's something. There's something in like the whole laws of things that you can't have events. That's the key word. Is hmm. you can have events. What about if you put non in front of event? So it's literally a non-event. I'm not a lawyer. I can't tell you. <laughs> I know a lot about bird life. Yes. <laughs> I can tell you about land masses. Land masses. I'll tell you about bird law. Uh, have you... I haven't really watched... I, we've watched, like, a couple of movies, but I haven't seen anything. Honestly, I've been coming home just exhausted. And yeah, I bet you're dead tired, down. bro. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. But have you been... Yeah, I actually watched an amazing new show with my mom and dad. I went and spent the night with mom and dad over the weekend. That's so sweet. Uh, Thanks. I love it. It's one of my favorite things just to kind of go and run away. Yeah. Yeah. Just go and run away. Heck yeah. And um, mom will feed you. So what else do you need? Hell yeah, man. I got chicken noodles. One, two, three. Chicken noodle soup. Homemade chicken noodle soup. And I also had a little bit of mac and cheese and a fish stick or two. <laughs> and I made, oh my God, I made the South Park joke, uh, do you like fish sticks to my dad? And he looked at me and he goes, I'm not Kanye. I don't like fish dicks. <laughs> Your father is the best human being in the world. He is. So funny, man. He's, he's like, he's so, Kanye. He's so up to date. He is. He's, he's up with the up with the times, man. He was. I wasn't allowed to watch South Park when it first came out because I mean I was Same. pretty young yeah. when yeah. it first came out. But he did. He watched it with me when he first started letting me watch it. So like high school. Uh, like I would say eight. it was probably like seventh grade. Really? He let me. Oh, that was my parents. That yeah. were like high school. Yeah, I was, you had cool parents. Yeah, I was probably eleven or twelve when That's dad cool. started letting me watch South Park. But my dad, I remember a specific conversation. This was when I was in high school. But he said, "How funny!" We were listening to Lincoln Park. He said, "How funny!" I would have never thought. When I first had you, that you and I would like the same type of music, shows, movies. He was like, my parents never would have liked the same stuff that I was into when I was a teenager. Right. He's like, I... I think I think it's so much fun. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so, you guys definitely have the the same that kind of taste. Him and Katie are connected on a whole different level, but like yeah, you oh, guys Oh yeah, have, they are. Like the TV tastes and stuff. You yeah, and Dad and I uh, like anime and like I hit 
Sam really likes anime too, mm-hmm. so yeah, we always talk about that, and we finished, <laughs> we're back on to Attack on Titan, which, I mean, like, everyone else has already watched it, so shut up, but we finished, again, seasons one and two, which is where we stopped last time, but the rest of it wasn't out, so we're on to season three now, but with mom and dad, I watched episodes, we binge-watched episodes one through seven of Killing Eve. And it has Killing Eve. What Killing does Eve. Sound from, is it Netflix? It's on Hulu, Hulu. And it has Sandra O, oh, who oh. is from Sideways and Grey's Anatomy. Yes. I remember Amazing. seeing previews for this. Her hair. Does it kill you? I love it. Oh, you love I, it so much. I love it. I just I wanna pet her and I wanna do it and I wanna play in it. I wanna mm-hmm. wash it. Mm-hmm. I want to style, like, I want to do everything to it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh my gosh. Speaking of cartoons, did you see The Great North? The Great North? Yes. No. It is created by Bob's Burgers. Number one, are you saying cartoons as an anime? No, 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 no. Like cartoon. Like, okay, whatever. Anime no. thing. Ma'am, no. Cartoon. Ma'am, number one. What the fu- it is not alive. Karen. 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 I'm not the anime person. I don't give two shits about it. It's. They're not it's the same. Not. And as well, we will have to go back to talk to Killing. Killing Eve, but yes. no, I have not As seen she kills me. the Great North. Creator of Bob's Burgers has Ron Swanson in it. Ron Swan, oh my god. Yes, so, absolutely. That's amazing. Have to you watched me, it? That's, oh yeah. Oh, it's hysterical. Is it on Hulu? Yes. Yes, that's where it's on. How many episodes are out? Not that many. There's only <sighs> Son of a bitch. I know, but they're like releasing a couple at a time. Oh, okay. Like are there any other voices on it? There are. Who is His it? His wife is in it. Oh my god, Megan Mullally? Yes. Ah! Dynamic duo. Uh, there's a couple, there's a few others in there, and they're fucking hysterical. Alright, back to Killing Eve. It. Sorry for the side No, you're sidebar. totally fine with your Even incorrect I have, bullshit. I offended you. She gonna with kill me your later. incorrect bullshit. She, it's, it's fine. She's done with this fine. for 32 years. It's totally So fine. funny. Okay, so I... Uh, okay, Killing Eve. So it has Sandra O oh in it. Yes, adore. And then uh, the other uh, lead actress in it is Jodie Comer. Uh, Jodie... Jodie Comer. Oh, okay. Yeah, she yeah, reminds yeah. me of our friend Haley. A little bit, yes. Because of their eye placement. But any hoozles. Uh... It is, uh, I, I'm not going to give too many spoilers away, but it is a show about uh, Sandra O oh really likes true crime and things like that, but she really is fascinated by female assassins. Oh. And then Jodie Comer mm-hmm. is one. Okay. It's an amazing show. Okay. You must watch it. I am obsessed with it. Okay. It is 
lady, 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 lady. It's awesome. Yeah. It's right. totally awesome. I'll kick over on it, for sure. Uh, you totally have to watch it. And then another lady, 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 lady obsessed thing that I have to tell you about is I listened to an... It's not a new podcast. It's new to me. I have heard about it multiple, multiple times, and it is on one of my favorite podcast networks. Exactly right network. Of course. The ladies. Our favorite ladies. Our favorite ladies. Uh, this podcast will kill you. Yes. Have okay. you listened to any of them? Uh, like, oh, it's been a minute. Like, I just clicked over and I was like, ah, it's not 100% my thing. I feel you. Um, because it gets a awful. Yeah. It can get a little uh, creepy, crawly, and gory. And yes. But, like, because they it's... They do a great job yes. with it, of course. But, yeah, it's a little creepy, crawly for And me. it's, like, it's, like, you. It's you, yes. and it's... I, so, the This Podcast Will Kill You is hosted by Aaron Updike and Aaron Welsh. And these women are abs- absolutely... See, I just went back to it. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> They uh, are super knowledgeable, and I also really enjoy the tone of their voices. Mm -hmm. They're very, they're so different than mine, and I'm very jealous. Uh, No, I'm not jealous. I'm envious. They are two different words. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very envious of their voices because they're very uh, smooth and inviting and uh voluptuous yes and i sound like female charlie day so there's that but uh they did an episode i can't remember what number it is now because i wrote it down but then i scratched that paper and threw it away dramatically and didn't transfer all my shit so uh, (laughs) uh it was the episode about birth control oh and Boy, when I tell you this literally was sent from the universe Mm -hmm. to my earway Mm -hmm. balls, it was meant to be for me to hear it because Aaron's Squared went through and explained exactly what the pill does, the combination of progesterone and estrogen, what these individual components do, what if you combine one with with another exactly if you do more of one than the other what it does okay then they talked about progesterone only shots the effectiveness different things like that they broke it down and pardon me that's better than i've ever gotten it received before ever i even though i had a a really good last uh gyn appointment Uh uh-huh she still didn't break it down the way that they did. And I now feel more confident. Be, uh, this Friday, uh, when our episode's release, I actually have my ultrasound, and I also have a possible IUD implantation okay. going on. And I feel more confident with my choices and with, other choices that there are uh-huh. if I can't do the IUD based on, you know, other test results and right, things like right, that that are happening. Because I also have to do some biopsies and things like that. Sure. But uh, I uh, I was so thankful that I found that episode. That and I'm so thankful awesome. that they did it. 
and everyone should go listen to their podcast because I, it's amazing and so well done. That's awesome. I will definitely have to check that out. Like, mm-hmm. that is... Because we don't... You don't get shit like that. Like, there is nobody really actually breaking down each and every option and everything it does. And no. what am I going to do? Sit there for hours and well, read shit that necessarily... I don't really understand. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, there are big-ass words in there. Well, and not all of the information... Like, exactly what you are saying, not all of the information is digestible for yes. every person. Yes. And so they, to have it broken down that way so that it is in just a little bitty pill form. Yeah, they uh, did a really amazing job, and I'm very thankful for it. Exactly right, always getting it right. Exactly right, that's right, because after the fucking week I had last week, I needed needed a little bit of, like, you know, affirmation or a boost or whatever. Absolutely. Because, I mean, last week... It was a rough week. It was. You started your new job, which was wonderful, but during snowpocalypse. During snowpocalypse. We got 18 inches of fucking snow in less than 24 hours. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, we're here in Indiana, but but everyone, I mean, through from what? Iowa all the way to the East Coast, Mm -hmm. Texas to the Mm -hmm. East Coast got snow and ice and terrible shit and it just started off it's not that we don't get snow but we normally get like maybe six inches and that's what she said i know well not usually not usually that's a little little iffy uh but and then it'll you know clear up for a bit and then we'll get a little bit another little front will come through it's yeah man it usually doesn't shit down all at one time no and just watching it so I didn't end up starting my first day until Tuesday because it was snowing Monday. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to actually risk this for a brand new job. First of all, going back into the workforce as far as leaving my house. Yeah. I'm not going to deal with Almost for a year. Snowstorm. Yeah, for almost. Damn near. Over. Well, yeah, no. Just under. Just under a year. I'm not going to go back in a fucking snowstorm because my little bitty car will end up stuck and then I'll have like a mental breakdown or something. So my boss totally amazing about it. He was like, just get here when you can. Like, that's all it was. So it was like late. It was like 1.30 Tuesday afternoon by the time I showed up and by the time I shoveled myself out because no matter what, we have HOA. They don't really do anything. Fucking lame. Yeah. It's total fucking lame yeah see and i find that insane that you went in on tuesday Mm -hmm. because like to me monday was the was the better day than tuesday yeah you would think but because like in indiana again again and with we had sun on tuesday Oh, so yeah, you're a right. lot of the main roads, and I take all highways basically to get there. So a lot of the main roads were melted, cleared off, good to go. Yeah. There was a couple of spots. Like, I ended up not actually parking in our parking lot because it hadn't been plowed yet. So mm-hmm. I parked down the road and walked my house in. Jesus. No biggie. No. I'm like, I don't really care. No, ma'am. Like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Job. Well, it's it just, it felt like one hit after another. It started Monday. With my poor husband, Sam, his car died, 
and he literally had to do the, I had to walk 13 miles uphill in a snowstorm to my parents' house. He, luckily he didn't have to walk 13 miles, but. It probably fucking felt like it. He did have to walk, uh, he did have to make a hike to his parents' house Mm -hmm. to give me a phone call because his poor phone was dead. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, it just kind of, oh, it just, you know, rough stuff throughout the week. But uh, we got through it, and we were thinking that we wanted to try something new on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, We've talked about it uh, quite often that we uh, want to have some guests on the podcast. Yeah. And we thought, who better to start with than with my husband, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you? Warmer now. Warmer? (laughs) And then, of course, today it's like 55 degrees outside. So, yeah, good old Indiana. It was was beautiful out today. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, how it happened on our wedding. It was about 38 (laughs) degrees on our wedding. And then the day yeah. after, it was about 52 and yeah. bright, clear, sunny, gorgeous yeah. day. Sure was. Oh, and it was an outdoor wedding. Oh, yes. Definitely yes, an outdoor Yes, don't forget wedding. the fact that it was Sure outdoor. fucking was. Uh-huh. Sure well, at least fucking your reception was. was in a big-ass tent. Like, it was fine. Yeah. And it didn't rain. It stopped yep. just in time for the actual I, it ceremony. Li- it stopped for the 15 minutes for the ceremony. 15 point, uh, fifteen minutes and, like, 21 seconds was, like, how long our ceremony was. But, we were yeah. gone for just a shy longer than Vegas for our wedding yeah. ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> <But> everyone stood. <laughs> Not a joke. Yeah. Well, we couldn't put chairs down because they were going to sink into the ground. <laughs> that is also Anyways, true. so we were like, all right, everybody just kind of look organized <laughs> of some sort. Yes. <laughs> everybody. Lines, places, places. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. That's exactly it. I'm pretty sure. I'm kind of like a... disappointed. I don't think I yelled that. No, no, you Damn. definitely didn't. No. Did I, I am not. No one. We're trying to keep. Her <laughs> I think you're the only one who's disappointed that that wasn't said. <laughs> that's so funny. I. That's all right. I had enough Xanax in me. I was pretty chill. Yeah, she I was, was ready. I, I was I ready was to. So proud of you, but I knew it was them Xanax too. It was good. Not because Xanax was not because she was marrying me. It's because no, she had to speak. No, she had was, to speak in front of people. Man, no, <laughs> there was a lot going on. Well, that too, no, yeah. it's because I wasn't allowed out of one room, and there was many things to do. Uh, there were things that needed to be done, and I couldn't do them. Yeah, and if yeah. you're not doing them, how do you know they're done right? Oh, exactly, yeah. Samuel. It's like he understands me. Yeah. No, yeah. I've just heard it enough times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but on the receiving end of it, you poor guy. So, Sam, who are you? Uh, yeah, Sam. Uh, uh, who is Samuel? <laughs> what is Samuel? Why is Samuel? Oh, uh, why? Because my parents oh, thought no, they couldn't wait. get pregnant. <laughs> True. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have to get into all that. Oh, okay. I was I was thinking he was going to go a lot further. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no okay. detail. I don't like to think about those okay. details. All right, good. Uh, I am Cassie's husband, a longtime friend of both her and Kaylee. Any, what, what do you want to know? 
why don't you tell everybody how you guys met? Ah, uh, we met uh... a little bit. I mean, we don't need the, the <laughs> yeah, we no. Okay. Trust me, I don't want to tell all of that story. Okay. Uh, we met through uh, uh, mutual friends, and uh, I got really, really, really embarrassingly drunk the first night I met Cassie. And uh, but guy. luckily, before I got what is now referred to as Samard, uh, <laughs> yes. Cassie and I uh, had some really good conversation and and gelled. And she was like, "Ah, he's better when he sobers up. I'm sure we can keep this going." Yeah, true. Yeah. You're, you're, and, and Samer is his alter ego. Just so y'all know. Uh, yeah. And, um, but he... Captain, that's Captain Samer. Captain's, right. Because like, it was like, he was... What were we? 22-ish? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. could he could drink so much. So, so Ooh. much. And, like, at that age, it was like... It, that was yeah. the thing, you know? Everyone everyone at 22 believes that they can drink that much. Yes, I can drink so much. Like, oh my God, I had a whole fifth last night. And it's so impressive. You know, I didn't die from alcohol poisoning. Right. Right. My liver function. You're not dead. But yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, I, I don't know. I. He drank expired V8 juice. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, well, he was trying to replenish, you know. No, it was made for me. It was. (laughs) I didn't even pour it myself. You poor guy. That's true. Yeah, and I didn't understand the dynamic. It was the first time that I met him. I was also gay at that time Mm -hmm. and didn't like dudes. And I was just like, oh, that's that's what 22-year-old boys are then. All right. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I, like, I didn't really boys. warn you about 22-year-old boys. Because the one them. I was dating at the time was well over 30. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Sam's like best friend. At the end of yeah. 30. So I didn't really, you didn't really have a chance to prepare yourself. I didn't. Um, for 22-year-old boys. But, I mean, I guess he's fine. Yeah, man. Like, I just, grew up. I'm not sure 22 did. anymore. You, you are not. did. You grew up a so full good. 10 years we, later. It took Aww. a bit of change. It's a step-by-step, you know. Uh, for a while, uh, I actually did live with Sam and Cassie. Yeah, and it was literally it was some of the best years of our lives. Had fun with a samurai sword. Uh, we had a katana and we played baseball with it. With fruit. No, fruit ninja. Fruit ninja. Fruit ninja. That's, ninja with that's it. exactly I what we did. I think fruit ninja had actually come out at that time. We're like, we great this. Drunk. We needed a watermelon. We got sugar cane. Real uh, sugar, sugar cane. cane destroyed the $20 uh, quote unquote katana. It did. It <laughs> did. Yeah. It did. Did we get a coconut too? We did. Okay. Yeah. The None of us at hard. that point were coordinated enough to try to fruit ninja the coconut. No, no watermelon. Watermelon was a stretch on that one. <laughs> well, then we had the watermelon eating contest. You we all won. busted. Yes, we all. We all won. on our back porch. We yeah. had a watermelon eating contest. That was a lot of fun. That apartment that we lived at, we lived literally ten running steps to the pool. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, that. Well, oh. 10 for me, about 17 for you. Listen. <laughs> my, my steps are uh, just 
get like a little penguin. Yeah, like, sorry, our legs. I are was gonna not say geisha. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to appropriate anyone, well, sure. so that's why sure. I was like, penguin! <laughs> well, now you're going to hear from the penguin lobbyists. <laughs> no, not the penguin lobbyists. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I do. I have a question for you. We're okay. all, this is also where we're practicing interviewing yes. people, so Sam's also our guinea pig. Yes, he so, is our so guinea pig. Speaking. So, uh, que- uh, question, Samuel. Yes. Who do you... Have weird beef with celebrity. Uh, it could be like local. It could be like a band or a TV, movie, uh, podcast. Who irritates you? Weird beef. Weird beef. Oh, weird... Or inanimate objects. That should be. A... <laughs> well, coffee table uh, and my shins and toes have have. Uh, well, I guess that wouldn't be our bed beef. frame. Yeah, bed Your frame. Bed frame. You're gonna uh, bite it. It <laughs> is. It'll jump out and bite you. Weird beef. Uh, I've always had, and I don't know why. Always okay. had weird beef with uh, Taya Leone. Anything that I see her in, <laughs> yes! I just I hate it. <laughs> And she's in movies I really enjoy as well. Like I remember growing up watching uh, The Grinch. She's in The Grinch. Yes. Uh, growing up a little bit later, growing up watching Bad Boys. She's in the first oh. Bad Boys movie. And I oh, just yes. love every other part of those things. <laughs> Except her. Except Taylione. Fun with Dick and Jane. See, and I never yeah. really watched that one. You didn't? Oh my no. god, that was good. Oh I my did, god, well, I saw came... it was her and just oh, like, and you're like I'm fucking her all and about. Jim. Like it had matured at that point. My my dislike <laughs> for her. Beef. I was like, it just didn't get it any was better at that yeah. point. <laughs> and then beef. it was just her it's and just Jim Carrey, weird. and I was like, Jim Carrey's good. I don't think he can fix that though. <laughs> <laughs> But you're not really sure why. No, I don't know why. I mean, it's not because she's loud or has an obnoxious voice, because... Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Haley, he's talking about you! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's... Yep, nailed it. Yep, the one who the microphone has to actually point at is the one that's loud in this. I'm sorry, sorry you had to hear it like that. (laughs) Is this an intervention? Yeah, I was about to. I was about to say this is doubling as. This is becoming. Oh, oh I'm my god! You put an intervention I, on a podcast. I'm gonna kill this fern in our pod fort with sonic boom waves <laughs> over my laughs, aiming it over there. <laughs> you don't know. It may make it stronger. Who knows? We'll see. That one's protected over there in the corner. Yeah. We'll see about this one. So, Taylionia, do you have any other strange beef? <laughs> Um, any other, uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen? I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the boss. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the boss. Um, Springsteen. I don't know what it is. I mean, the people who, I mean, sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Yeah, I know, but it's always annoying. Like, sucking on a chili dog. There's not a single. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band song that I, when it comes on, I'm like, good. This, <laughs> God, this was better this than one. the last one. <laughs> I'm so glad someone 
dug deep into their pockets for this touch tunes moment. And I thought it had something to do with the fact that he doesn't enunciate well, but I love Chris Cornell, so I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with the content no. of the song or anything. Just the... <laughs> no, I mean, I just thought I, it, the fact sure. that he's annoying, rambling voice, okay. but I'm like, yeah. I feel that. I thought the diction bothered me, but I love Audio Slave there and Soundgarden. There are some people that you just want to look at them and go, open up your mouth. <laughs> Take the dick out of your mouth. Take the dick out of your mouth and speak to me. Yes, I and feel you. And it's so much worse with masks on now. I, oh, Lord. Get, uh, if you already have an issue enunciating and then you're going to put a fucking piece of cloth over your face. Oh, yeah. Well, and then I'm quiet not, talkers yes, as well. I, I damn near yell at people. I mean... Fluttershy wouldn't make it in this. <laughs> Fluttershy would not make it in this masked world. You're right. <laughs> um. All right. I got one more question for you, Samuel. Sure. Your mini interview. Um. What do you do? Uh so right now, uh, I am a, an apprentice. Uh, finishing up the last little bit of my apprenticeship with a construction union. Uh, the long drawn out name is the international association of heat and frost insulators and allied workers uh, part of local 18 with that very nice very nice so what do you like, like what do you actually do what i do is i insulate mechanical systems for uh industrial and commercial work so hvac piping uh-huh. um steam piping tanks and vessels uh duct work like if it needs to <clears throat> conserve uh, heat energy to cut down costs, but we also do, like I said, steam insulation for uh, burn protection for people in, like, oh. steam uh, boiler rooms and whatnot. We cover those pipes so you don't accidentally bump into a pipe that's 400 degrees. And, oh, <laughs> uh, useful. That trust me, bad. all you have to do is tap it. <laughs> I've seen the carnage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds... you've come home with a few new... Uh, Looking, uh, you've come home with some topographical. No. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say art, artwork, but topographical yes. does yeah. work uh, as well. Yes, some. Uh, oh, what is that called? The scarification. Uh, scarification, yeah. Yes, yeah, man. It's okay. Well, we'll just tattoo you up. It'll cover everything. I'm gonna isolate that clip. And whenever someone asks me what you do, I'm just going to play that now from from now on, moving forward. <laughs> I'm going to be like, let, me tell, let him tell you in his own let words. Let him actually tell you because he tells me all the time. And I yeah, I don't usually you. go through the whole explanation. I just usually dumb it down and over, not dumb it down, but oversimplify and just say I work in construction. Uh, that's what I say. Yeah, well, because like <laughs> when a- I say I'm a mechanical insulator, a lot of people think that you know I do like the wall batting or insulate attics, you know, in like residential construction. And they're, I mean, I still deal with a lot of fiberglass, to, but I mean, it's not. You would say mechanical, and I would be like, he's a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Just because mechanic is not is in the word does not make them mechanic, honey. Well, so it says you. 
Also, so not, everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not entirely her fault because out of high school, I was a mechanic for That's six true. years. Mm-hmm. So That's true. For the first mm-hmm. bit of eight. Little grease monkey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was actually one of my email uh, addresses was greasemonkey88 because oh, the year I was born. Yeah, it was. Look at you. <laughs> well, Sam, I'm so excited that you agreed to be our guinea pig. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear the story that you have for us today. Absolutely. Awesome. Alrighty. Alrighty. So are you ladies ready to get this shit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, so the story I have for you fine ladies today is about the Triangle Shirtwaist Company Fire. Okay. Oh, shit. Yes. So uh, I first learned about this story during uh, one of my classes in my apprenticeship uh, that taught uh, about the history of organized labor in this country. Wait, Samuel? <laughs> but Samuel? But Samuel, you have an apprenticeship and you go to school <laughs> with your construction <laughs> job? Yeah, so luckily part of my apprenticeship is not just on-the-job training. I work... Um, Monday through Friday and half the year uh, I go to classes on Saturday. Some of them are to increase my knowledge of how to do what we do. Uh, and then some of them are other safety classes for uh, like uh, we had an OSHA 30 class and uh, learning about like confined spaces and uh, training on that, training on asbestos awareness because uh, we deal uh, a lot with that. But Do we also... Do you uh, get a degree at the end of yes, this? Of uh, some sort? Yeah, I get... Um, we also take some Ivy Tech classes that give us uh, a free associate's degree in applied what? science by the end of it. Isn't so. that amazing? That is very, very cool. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if I'm putting four years into it, man, I... But, like, to me, that blows my mind because, like, it is, I would think it's, one, two, three, equivalent to a vocational school. Yeah, I mean. Because I feel like it's vocational school hours. You know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Sure, like, uh, for cosmetologists, they have, like, a 1,500-hour program. and Yeah. You have to get so many school hours to complete yeah, your apprenticeship. Yeah, and there's on-the-job right. training. Yes. There's mm-hmm. practical work, but there's also book work and school work that you have to complete. Yours is extensive because, you know, uh, you're dealing... It should dealing... be extensive. It should be. It You know, the coursework, the hour work fits the... Uh, job that you're doing yeah but i don't know i you get so much out of and it's the program yeah yeah, i mean i would recommend a union apprenticeship for uh definitely a lot of uh kids getting out of high school who just don't feel that they have a pathway to go uh through college like that's one of the reasons I never went to college is because sure. I didn't spend like feel like spending at least thirty thousand yeah. dollars when I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. So I never went to college. Yeah. Uh and this is giving me a college degree, uh, and I get to work the whole time. 
Um, our local starts out at like $14 an hour, which is equivalent to like an entry, uh, like warehouse In, position. For sure. I mean, that's and, like an entry at Amazon. Yeah. And yeah. every year you get about a $2 raise. And then once you complete your apprenticeship, you get about a $10 raise. So, I mean, um, granted. It's, it's, it's absolutely <clears throat> worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not something that's pushed as much. No, yeah, there's do these kind sure. of, and it absolutely it should be. We cannot have a world without people like in the union. Like yeah. we just we we won't. We won't have anybody protecting us from 400 degree pipes. Like <laughs> we need y'all around. So, and there's nothing there's such a stigmatism to it. Yeah, yeah, and well, and it's def- that stigma is definitely uh, warranted, uh, especially when it comes to like the stigma that comes with union workers. Because I mean, there has been a history of uh, nepotism, special treatment, and corruption. You know, with anything with the mobsters, um, Boss Tweed being involved in like the construction mm-hmm. of pretty much most of Brooklyn yeah. uh, to the Teamsters scandal back. You know, when that all went down. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's definitely cause for stigma there's a fun story about what was called the hard hat riot that mm. a bunch of construct- yes. construction workers beat the shit out of a bunch of college students <laughs> protesting what happened at kent state mm-hmm. um so i mean there's definitely black marks on on our record but i mean there is a resounding shitload of more stories when it comes to why unions are important mm-hmm. and and why we need them uh of workers who if without unions workers are at the mercy of the corporations that essentially don't view them as people but just numbers to create the production they need to make more money yes 300% yes 300% so this definitely is a poignant segue into this story so um uh this country first started uh, I'll give you guys a brief, like, the briefest uh, summation of where we start to where this, this story takes place. So, um, there was a lot of, when it came to general workers and, and labor, whether you're working in the field or even apprenticeships uh, in, in skilled trades, like coopers and cigar makers, shoemakers, that sort of thing, there was a lot of a paternalistic view where those who owned companies and corporations well there weren't really corporations at the time but people who owned companies and land and what have you had general society had a per, paternalistic view where <clears throat> we know what's best for the workers uh so conditions were pretty much sun up to sundown uh because those who couldn't afford an education those who weren't given the same privileges essentially didn't know how to run their own lives there was a general jesus there was a general belief fucking presumptuous yeah there was a general belief that uh with the haves versus the have-nots that if you give the essential like essentially the the lower working class people more time and more freedom all they were gonna do was drink and start fights and rabble rouse like they couldn't and be fucking make more kids yeah and they couldn't yep. essentially be trusted with uh free time or Poor dumb animals <laughs> yeah yeah exactly damn <laughs> they thought so highly yes <laughs> uh they definitely quote unquote knew more than we did <laughs> yeah 
But so you had uh, the organization of, before they were unions, they were considered like working man parties. And uh, and a lot of them were based in more of like social reform of this is unacceptable that we have to live like this, not just this is unacceptable that we have to work like this. So a lot of the working men parties that came together were su- suggesting things like uh, wealth distribution and just more than just fighting for better conditions, safer conditions and, and better pay. Uh, and there are, have been a slew of different organizations like the IWW, which is more militant, uh, the Knights of Labor, um, that came up through the years. And it wasn't until Samuel Gompers started the AFL, which is the American Federation of Labor, that they started using more uh, political uh, means of... uh, using their collective bargaining through things, uh, using solely things like strikes without resorting to uh, violence as little as possible. Because, I mean, Samuel Gompers had already come through the era of, like, Haymarket Square, which is a well-known event. There was also one... The Haymarket Riot. And all I think of is drunk history. Yes. Kyle Kinane. Yes, Kyle Kinane does a oh good job on drunk history. Oh my god. He does that, like... I. That's all I think of when I think of Haymarket Riot. Yeah. And... I mean, it wasn't that comical. Like, it's <laughs> no, not it's comical at all. Not that comical. <laughs> no, but... I mean, right. like, it's not in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, there was also Tompkins Square, which was kind of similar, mm-hmm. which Samuel, Gom- Samuel Gompers was actually at. What a name. Yeah. <laughs> you also had things like the Pennsylvania Railroad Riots, which is a fantastic, very interesting story. Pennsylvania Railroad I was debating riots. between this one and that one, actually. Oh, well, we'll have to have you back, back on. Yeah. Uh, and... If our, if our tens of <laughs> listeners of oh, oh right right let us know <laughs> yeah we got to get approval from them first yeah okay. yeah 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 so before I mean in the fledgling years of Samuel Gompers organizing the AFL one of the things that was coming up was garment workers and uh, mm. in the textile mm-hmm. industry and in the late 1800s early 1900s i was just about to ask for like a time frame cuz i was <laughs> like so give give cast an idea to put her in the 18 yeah 1800s so the 1890s into the early 1900s perfect uh was what was referred to as like the gilded age uh-huh. Uh, where you had your big tycoons like Jay Gould, um, <laughs> yeah, who had such famous quotes. Uh, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, paraphrasing. He said, I have enough money to pay half the American working force to kill the other half. Can I please, I'm so sorry. So I, I also, this is a, uh, a, what's it called, an audio medium. So I, we do this thing in my family. It's a rule. I have to hold up my hand when I'm going to change the subject, and I just did that. So I uh, had a uh, hair appointment this past week, and I was speaking with my client, who is the mother of one of our very good friends, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this exact quote 
because we were trading back and forth horrific knowledge that we had. As we do. Yeah. To the people around us. Yeah, she was asking me, you know, what was new in my life, and I was telling her about, you know, this, and that Uh Samuel was going to come on, and uh, just some of the things that Samuel had uh, uh, brought into my life and told me, and I told her about that quote, and just the funny exchange Uh that you and I had in a... Uh, break during a production but uh <laughs> yeah so it just struck me as funny that that come came up yes so <laughs> continue so yeah the gilded age had the tycoons like uh jake gould uh john d rockefeller who ran standard Whoa. oil um, yeah there you go JP- callback that's a callback <laughs> yeah, it's a callback <laughs> uh jp morgan uh, uh right yeah um Andrew Carnegie, uh, <laughs> yeah. So around the best so the, one on the list, Ooh. Rockefeller. No, I no, I mean I would say bestest like most morality of any but, of them. Yeah, I would say Carnegie. Yeah, I would say arguably Carnegie just because okay. he. Well, uh, see, had... I was throwing in Rockefeller's wife with him, who did a lot. Ah, uh, well, sure. we're, I, was, I don't know enough about the other the, wife the other beards. I mean, I will say <laughs> the beards. Goddamn it. <laughs> Yeah, I know Carnegie. I would say Carnegie just because when uh, the libraries. Yeah, when bad things happened to uh, workers who like uh, stood up and protested, Carnegie mm. uh, did mm. express remorse. Like, I mean, as a PR oh. response, where he was like, "This is horrible that it happened." I. <laughs> Wink, wink, hope it never happens again. But the other ones were like, I don't care. (laughs) Plus, Andrew Carnegie also set up uh, the public library system. Mm -hmm. He also uh, was one person that supported parks, things like that. So, I mean, he definitely had a larger philanthropic streak than uh, some of the others. Okay. So, we are back into textile people. Yes. Garments. So, garments. Yes. Garments Same. was becoming... I mean, it was always a bigger industry in the North, definitely, versus the South. But one of the things that came really? up... Yes. That was uh, one of the reasons why the North had a advantage over the South in the Civil War. Because they had more manufacturing uh, capabilities than... The south of the south was more rural and farming communities uh, than the north. The north was definitely more industrialized at the time. Uh So they were able to convert a lot more of that into things that would help the war effort. Uh, That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're going to rabbit trail me on the Merrimack. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. All right. My personal mind was just blown. He he can fill you in on that later. Yeah. We got to chat. Okay. Jesus. Okay. So in the garment industry, around the late 1890s, early 1900s, um, right around the turn of the century, uh, a specific garment called the shirtwaist was invented. Shirt. Oh, yeah. Yes, which is basically, (laughs) it was based off of a men's button-up shirt that had been around, you know, forever. Mm -hmm. But it was adapted to uh women's fashion uh because it was essentially a longer uh tapering down cut than the men's but it was able to be tucked into like skirts and they um 
it was less constricting than the previously popular like Victorian bodices mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and we'll so with more women entering into the workforce uh to expand like the textile industry it was definitely more popular among them because right, you can fucking move in it right? exactly yeah, it. and then um upper class women started getting into it because it was a lot cheaper uh, to embellish and embroider, add lace, ruffles, yeah. style to okay. it, and it was a lot easier to customize and a lot cheaper to customize. So, I mean, you could have a hundred of them and each of them would be different because they made them in every color. Oh, yeah. okay. More variety. Yeah. Even more opulence. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I mean, at around the turn of the century, uh, they became in high demand. Uh, in Manhattan alone, there was about 450 factories. Holy shit. With about 45,000, uh, I'm sorry, 40,000 workers manning uh, that industry. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the biggest uh, manufacturers was uh, Triangle. Okay. So the Triangle Shirtwaist Company. Uh, There was square (laughs) and round. That's a circle. That's a circle. (laughs) Uh, um, honey, we'll go over shapes a little later on you got the, it. On the Damn it. So, Not Street. now. It's a Sesame Street episode we'll put in front of you. <laughs> so Triangle was started by uh, Max Blanc and Isaac Harris. They both uh, met in their 20s. Uh, they had a lot in common because they were both from Russia. They were both Jewish. They both immigrated to the U.S. in the 1890s. Um, Isaac Harris was a tailor working in the textile sweatshops. Uh, he was a tailor for him, whereas Max was more of like the businessman. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And so together they joined forces and triangle. Um, the brains and the brawn. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Um, yeah, conditions weren't great. <laughs> no. Strange. Especially at triangle. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, which is odd because... They worked in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know what it's like. Yeah, well, he also knew how to, from the inside, knew how to, quote-unquote, optimize. Things. Uh, sure. <clears throat> True. So, um, yeah, Triangle was <sighs> especially bad. Uh, people who worked at Triangle worked 14 hours a day. Mm. Uh, they were given one break. Cute. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was back when you used to be all smoking factories. Oh, yeah. And they just peed everywhere. So, yeah. No, literally, they weren't given bathroom breaks. So, a lot of the. And this. uh, Oh, shit. Manned by mostly women. So, yeah. They were forced to uh, urinate on the factory floor. Cute. Uh, Yeah. And Uh. their building was the Ash Building. (laughs) No. Which was an eleven story building. They manned the factory consisted of floors eight and nine and ten. And uh I'm sorry, it was a ten story building. They had the top three floors. Okay. There was very poor ventilation in there. Oh no. Yeah. Uh workers were paid two dollars a day. A day. A day. And they were also docked for any broken needles that they went through, uh, any excess thread that they used. Excuse me? What? Yeah. 
And there were, <laughs> yeah, sometimes they were docked more than they were paid for the day. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? So you're docked $3, so tomorrow, you so you work the full day, get paid nothing, and tomorrow you only make a dollar instead of two. You know what? I'm just going to take it out of I'm your hide. going to be a prostitute that, that, that <laughs> day and age. Like, fuck that. Oh, the murder. Yeah. <laughs> the murder, which, I mean, was going on. But So, around this time, uh, Clara Lemlick, uh, who was 19 at the time, uh-huh. uh, she was a Jewish woman who was born in the Ukraine during a revolutionary time in Russia. It was slightly before, a few years before the Bolshevik Revolution, but there was a lot of communists who were up and coming and uh, uh, becoming activists. Um, she is a fascinating woman who, if, if I'm on her a third time, we can go into her. Mm. And so she came over here already, com- at se- uh, came over to America at the age of 17 and was already committed to being an activist due to her childhood over in Russia. Wow. Okay. Good for her. Yeah. Get a girl. Um, at that time, women weren't taken seriously uh, when it came to organized labor. Uh, it was mm-hmm. definitely a boys' club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the IGLU, the uh, International Garment uh, Ladies Workers Union, or mm-hmm. uh, Garment Ladies Union, I forget, was just barely in its fledgling stages, and it wasn't really considered to have like a whole lot of say or a whole sure. lot of pull. sure. And so she spoke up at, actually it was uh, Cooper's, which is uh, the trade that makes like barrels for like bourbon barrels and wine barrels. Uh, Mm -hmm. She spoke up at a Cooper's union meeting uh, and gave a really big rousing speech uh, for calling for a general strike. Um, A general strike is when multiple... Uh, trades and multiple industries go on strike essentially in uh, a show of solidarity and support for whoever. Uh, oh, wow. Co- okay. Yes. You're going to shut this whole goddamn world down. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, at the end of September in 1909, uh, okay. workers from Triangle Shirtwaist uh, went on strike uh, with the backing of the. Uh, uh, International Ladies Garment Workers Union, the ILGWU. Sorry, I said it gotcha. wrong before. Well, their local was uh, local twenty five. So awesome. Uh, in nineteen oh five and nineteen oh seven, there were different uh, men's garment workers who tried to go on strike, and Clara was like, "You're not going to get any traction with this until you get the women on your side." Right. And because that's who mostly works in uh, these garment sweatshops. And so they tried to get it going and didn't get much traction. Uh, And then so the Triangle workers went on strike in September. And then uh, on November 24th in 1909, uh, unofficially led by Clara, uh, the largest single stoppage to that date happened when 20,000 workers joined the Triangle Shirtwaist Company strike. Damn. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. So they go on strike in November. No one really cared at, uh, like, media-wise, reporting newspapers and whatnot. Didn't really care uh, until right around December. So about a week and a half, two weeks later, 
okay. when J.P. Morgan's daughter, uh, Anne Morgan, and Alpha Vanderbilt Belmont, who was a Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. uh, they both essentially caught wind of it and took took up the cause and oh, getting wow. word Queens. out there. Yes, uh, and they got a lot of the upper class women to support the strike. Oh wow! Yeah, and they were known as the Mink Brigade. The Mink uh, Brigade. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. okay. So, by the middle of December, the media was reporting the stories of the working conditions, and as soon as the newspapers and the media started reporting about it, a couple days later, most factories uh, gave in to the demands. The demands they were looking for was higher pay, fewer hours, and the ability uh, for them to organize into unions and for those unions to uh, be given collective bargaining. So, like, the union has the ability to speak for the workers instead of just having a bunch of workers band together and say, we represent the workers. The union provides a structure that is able to have representation that comes to the businesses and have a a singular uh, voice and a singular direction. A little less chaos that way, too. And to go pee. <laughs> yeah, can we throw that in there? We need pee braces. So, uh, tr- <laughs> yeah, not triangle. They did not give in to oh. the demands. No, they uh, dug their heels in harder. Like, uh, there were people out picketing. They paid uh, prostitutes to go out and fight the women picketing. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. What? They paid prostitutes to go out and fight with the picketers. They also... Okay. When that right, well, that's one tactic. That's one yeah. The next step is they pro, uh, paid former prize fighters to go... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they also... When uh, they sent everyone out there, they also bribed uh, cops... Uh, to beat and arrest people who were uh, having... Who were defending themselves. They fought back and defended themselves. And then they also bribed the judges to convict them. People were still standing in bloody bandages in courtrooms and judges were convicting them. Fucking, uh, wow, what heroes. Yeah, and even after that, when the protesters didn't give up, Triangle uh, got together with other factory owners uh, and created like a association and they tried to negotiate with uh the people protesting and striking negotiate with my butt <laughs> negotiate for well i mean you have to negotiate i mean you're going on strike for something better you know so sure. I mean, you do have to come back to the table to talk at some point in time so triangle offered better hours and better pay but did not want to concede to them getting uh, unions recognized, uh, and so the factory workers refused. Okay, because they like, don't really sound like these people can be trusted. Yeah, and, and uh, no, no, no. I'm gonna need like a representation sure. in here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so one by one, uh, the f- hookers <laughs> beat my ass. No, fuck you. So, one by one, the most of the factories in the association that uh, Triangle formed started to uh, give in uh, to the demands. And Triangle uh, and 
was the only one that didn't give in to union representation. Salty. So on the 23rd of February in 1910, the Triangle workers finally had to give in uh, you know, because you can only be without work for so long. Yeah, you, know? you got bills to pay. You got bills to pay, yeah. you got mouths to feed, and yeah. they held out as long as they could, which, I mean, they held out for five months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't hold out for That's five months. That's a good... So, they... Took a long while. Yeah. So, they accepted uh, the better pay and better hours, but Great. they didn't get union representation at all. Uh, yeah. So, which kind of led to the story I'm about to talk about. Now, Max and uh, Isaac Harris, uh, Max Blanc and Isaac mm-hmm. Harris, they own Triangle, and they also expanded to uh, a sister company, Di- uh, Diamond. Yeah. And Told you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't graduate to that shape yet. That, what, that's what, an advanced shape. They went with all the shapes. So, uh, they also had uh, a few previous fires. <laughs> At their okay. companies. Shocking. Oh, yeah. yeah. All that great ventilation and what have you. There was two fires at Triangle in 1902, and then there was a fire in at Diamond in 1907 and in 1910. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, real flammable. Well, we're no one died in any of those because they pretty much just set their own factories on fire for the insurance money. Uh, great. Yeah, okay. Great. Mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. Arson. Yeah. yeah, just spread just it's, a just a dash well, just a dash of arson. It's fine. Just a sprinkling of arson. Yeah. <laughs> just a sprinkle. Uh and so because of that, uh they made sure that they did not uh, implement any sprinkler systems in their uh, building. In case they Triangle. need a little cash later on. In case on. they need a little cash later mm-hmm. on. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So after they accepted the uh, better hours and better pay, it had graduated to them only working 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Which, oh, um, mind you, weekends were not a thing yet uh, with the working class. There was no Saturday and Sunday off. You worked seven days a week. Oh, they don't even give you the Lord's Boss. Day? No. Damn. Boss. No, it was through a lot of uh, fighting what? and protesting through uh, organized labor. I, yeah, that, through that, the, that the weekends unions. came about, overtime pay came about, and holiday pay Jeez. came about. That came from... Uh, from you. America's doing great, guys. (laughs) So, yeah, it had graduated to 12 hours a day, seven days a week, for $15 a week. All right. Uh So that's about 84 hours for 15 bucks. Wow. Nope. I mean, granted, at the time, that equates to $500 a week. Still, But 84 hours for $500 a week is uh, not great. But no. No. But no. Mm-mm. So. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no. Continue. So on Saturday afternoon, March 25th in 1911, uh, there was about 600 workers uh, working on all the floors in uh, Triangle. So The okay. three top floors. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and then a fire broke out when a fire started in a rag bin. So they had, I mean, sure, just discard piles and, and bins. Uh, yeah, fire started. Uh, one of the managers uh, tried to put it out, but the hose in the building was rotted and the water valve was rusted shut. Are yeah. we sure some nobody needed cash at this point in time? Like this is legit. Like what happens when you don't fucking put sprinklers in? So there was four elevators uh, that worked. Uh, right. I'm sorry, four elevators in the building. One that worked. It oh, was a long narrow corridor uh, to the elevator. There was uh, two stairs uh, that went down to the ground. Okay. Uh, one stairway only opened inside so you could only come in through that stairwell i couldn't go out that stairwell um and well, the, why not <laughs> sure right once you're there you're there the other we'll open it in 14 hours mm-hmm. yeah the other was locked from the outside because they decided to cut down on theft uh and also to keep uh union activists and union organizers from educating uh, the workers who worked there, they locked the doors from the outside and no. kept the women locked in. Oh, and I say women. <clears throat> the Triangle Shirtways Company was manned mostly by uh, teenage girls. I was going to say, it's not like, you know, 40-year-old women. No, like, these no. are teenage girls. Most of them are uh, Russian Jewish immigrants or Italian immigrants right. uh, in the garment industry. Uh, the fire escape. Babies is what he's saying. Yeah. Babies. Yeah. The fire escape was, uh, so narrow, uh, that Mm. it, on, uh, in pristine conditions, it would have taken hours to evacuate all 600 people, uh, down the fire escape. (laughs) So. So what you're saying is it wasn't pristine. No. So Nothing the was pristine. the fire started. <laughs> uh, fire started. Tried to put it out. Didn't work. Um, okay. The elevator was. Good thing garments aren't flammable. Yeah, I'm sure nothing in there was like super flammable. Ew, not cotton. Um, so the one working elevator was able to hold twelve people. Mm. It was able to make. Four trips oh. uh, before it broke down because of the heat. Oh, yeah, because everyone knows that the first thing that you should do in a is fire... Get on an elevator. Get in an elevator. They suggest it. Yeah, that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah, either due to the panic or due to pushing, shoving, and what have you, uh, some women uh, plunged down the elevator shaft. Oh, <sighs> Uh, the others tried to go down the stairwell, only to find that it was locked from the outside. Right. Yeah. Uh, what a horrifying discovery. Yeah. Yeah. So the this started on the eighth floor. The workers on the uh, top two floors were able, and uh, also Isaac Harris and Matt, Max Blanc were able to get onto the roof. And since Manhattan at that time was so cluster jammed, they were able to escape to adjacent rooftops. Oh, thank God! Oh, thank goodness! Thank God that those two dicks did. They were lock able the door to... to the roof on their way out. <laughs> from the oh, fuck! 
Don't, you know what? You better lock that door. Don't want any theft. So, the firefighters show up, and their ladders and the water jets from their hoses only reach up to the seventh floor. Well, that's not where the fire is. And it's definitely not. <laughs> well, not yet, anyway. Not yet. It will be. No, yeah, so not where the fire is. Um, so a lot of the women, out of desperation, started jumping out of the windows from the mm, eighth story. Uh-huh. I would do that. Somebody catch me. Uh, a lot of them were landing on the firefighters uh, oh. and the equipment. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. They put out uh-huh. nets to try to catch them, yeah. but... Uh, at least once, like more than one woman jumped at a time into oh the net, so they ended up tearing the nets. God. Oh yeah. my god. So the nets like, were pretty much ineffectual. Plus, I mean, you can only hold the net so high, like at what right. waist height, and I, you got yeah. people coming down from eight stories. Yeah. Yeah, so they're even, like, oh, thank God, a net. So even the ones who, I mean, you've seen how bad crowd surfing can go. Like, I mean, it's. Uh, I, yeah, I've, I've been a victim <laughs> of poor crowd surfing. So. so, yeah, the nets were pretty much ineffectual. Yeah. Um, cool. cool. So the. Cool. Yeah, so old timey trampolines are not a thing. Not, not as moment. much of a thing. Mm-hmm. No, as nobody had one in the and area. Cartoons would have me. Nobody believe. had one in the area. Okay. Yeah, they were about as feasible as the Acme and. I was just about to say, <laughs> Acme let me down. So in eighteen minutes, great. Fifty workers either burned or died of smoke inhalation. Thirty-six were found dead in the elevator shaft. Mm-hmm. And 58 died from jumping out of the building. Oh, Jesus. And two succumbed to injuries a couple days after the incident. For a total of 146 people, 146 teenage girls who probably didn't speak the language died in 18 minutes. 18 minutes. That's shorter than a Netflix show, even without commercials. For <laughs> real. Jesus. Oh, my God. Nope. Yeah. What a bunch of shit. Those men are shit swizzlers. So, after the fire, um, there was a grand jury investigation. Uh, there, I hope so. Yeah, there was a grand jury investigation. There was a solid amount of evidence proving criminal negligence against uh, uh, Max Blanc and oh, Isaac Harris. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but the grand jury ruled that uh, they were not. No, <laughs> no, shut up, Sam. Get the fuck out of here. If you don't have a happy, ah, uh, yeah, no, we're gonna <laughs> have to minute. change our mind. <laughs> So they were not brought to be indicted on manslaughter charges because there was not, quote, enough concrete evidence proving that the owners themselves of the company knew that the door was locked from the outside. They have the keys! (laughs) Yeah, but so do the managers. Give a fuck! You are oh you are responsible. Like that is your name's on the lease. Uh, so, you the boss. 
So they were definitely oh, Danza? In, they were definitely in the Mad. practice of having good fire insurance. Ah, uh, yeah, so fucking strange. So they uh, they were given because of their fire insurance, they were given sixty thousand dollars more than the damages uh, done oh, to their factory, which is guessing none of that went to the victims' families. Well, no, they they were brought on civil lawsuits. Uh, like they weren't indicted on manslaughter charges. They weren't indicted criminally, but they were uh, did have civil lawsuits brought against them, which they settled. Did they catch hands in the street? <laughs> no, they didn't, actually. Um, they, it's because we weren't there. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh-huh. you ladies weren't there. Um, but they settled okay. uh, out of court and paid the families um, $75 uh, per wow. person that passed away. Wow. Yeah, they were given about $400 per person that perished from the insurance oh, company. Oh, wow. How generous. Yeah, how nice of you. Yeah. So, they got about $2 million in today's money, settled out of court for a little less than, or actually, about 365000 Jesus fucking Christ. And the families got ju- right, like right around 2500 in today's money. God, that's... So... I don't know. I think that um, I'd rather go to prison for murder than take that money. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. That'd be worth it to me. Well, I say that sitting from a place of extreme privilege, having never been in... Correct. Any type of incarcerated position, but... Yeah, no, yeah, I'd murder no, a motherfucker yeah. instead of taking that money. Yeah. Especially so, if I found out that you you know have those fucking doors locked and shit. But yeah. Go on. So I mean there are good things that came out of it. Uh the I, fire yeah. sprinklers. <laughs> uh well I mean sprinklers were around and there was actually uh like more what? things that happened uh that mandated uh sprinklers and fire codes. Like there was a uh in the I want to say it was late 80s, early 90s, there was a big fire at the MGM Casino in Las Vegas. That was a huge to-do. But, so no sprinklers on this. But, that happened on March 25th, um, and on April 5th, so about a week and a half later, um, there was a protest led by, uh, like, in honor of their funerals, um, led by 80,000 people. Uh, yes. Wow. Of different trades. Um, and it was joined by people who supported the cause for around about 120,000. And the people on looking and not marching with them, but on looking and supporting, uh, was about 230,000. Damn. That's incredible. And so this definitely fueled um, the Mink Brigade being the upper class definite and knowing about this and seeing what happened definitely fueled a lot of the women's suffrage movement because mm-hmm. uh, the 19th Amendment passed in 1920. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was 10 years previously. So it definitely kicked some fires under there. Um, Robert F. Wagner 
who was uh, around and was very much shaped by this uh, was one of the leading uh, legal architects of uh, the New Deal uh, presented by FDR to get us out of the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was actually called the Wagner Act, which uh, created a lot or took away a lot of power f- from companies. Companies at the time were allowed to have what was called special contracts, uh, where if you got a job from that company, you had to sign a contract uh, that said that you weren't going to become uh, part of a union. Oh, okay. Shed. So, and it did a lot of other things to um, strengthen organized labor, especially uh, the CIO, which is the Congress of International Organizers. So, like, you hear on, like, West Wing or you hear in the news, the AFL-CIO, that is the huge conglomerate of the American Federation of Labor and the Congress of International Organizers, uh, which represent pretty much most, if not all, the unions uh, when dealing with the government as a whole. So, yeah, Robert F. Wagner was shaped by that, and he used things like that and other experiences that he saw to understand the need to create the Wagner Act and and, uh, benefit where organized labor stood and had much of a greater leg to stand on because of the work that he put in. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Get that shit. You. That was a lot of shit to get. (laughs) That was a lot of shit to get. Sorry, it wasn't as funny as you guys usually are. But it is a story I that mean, I feel are... a lot of people don't know about if they don't yeah. know the history of organized labor. But in organized labor, those in it, uh, it is a very well-known story. I Absolutely. think that it is a very important and not lesson. I, yeah, and I want to say lesson as well. I don't know what word I'm trying to look for. A very important moment in history. Yes. It deserves... A very important tragic event. Yes. It deserves to be known because of how many things it has affected. Mm-hmm. And Still to this day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And that those... I mean... There have been many lives lost, but those lives were needlessly lost. Yeah. Yeah. And if it if no change had come from it, then they would have they would have yes. perished in vain. But they didn't. But it also goes to show the poignancy of the change that the strikers in 1909 were asking for. Why that union representation was so important. Because when the unions represented those other garment workers, those changes and conditions happened. And two years later, this is what happens at Triangle, the only one that didn't give in to representation. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I, I think that there are so many parallels to modern day in many things that are happening Currently, absolutely. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely hear arguments from people who say unions were great back in the day and they were definitely needed. 
back in the day, but we don't really need them now. And then you read about the conditions of people who work overseas for companies that are based in the U.S., and it's the same conditions. Mm -hmm. And it's because if they could do that to us as... They would. As cheaply, or if they yes. could get away with it, they would do it to us. Absolutely. And they would have less distance to ship things. <laughs> like, you know, it'd be logistically better. For sure. And so, I mean, you get rid of unions, you're just going to need them again. Yes. For sure. I have, I, there was an experience a few years ago uh, that uh, I was yelled at for mentioning that you were at a union meeting and I, the circumstance isn't important, but this person had a very strong opinion of a different type of union, a completely removed different type of union, not a construction type right, or anything. Right, but they just hear the word they union. They heard that's, the word that's all union, right. and this human yelled at me, and I... I I was just like, damn, bitch, like, I need you to back the fuck up because (laughs) we are, number one, not on the same page about this, and number two, I'm not the one to speak to like that. Right, I don't need you (laughs) screaming at me. Nah, you're very lucky we're in the setting that we're in. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. But But it's, it's things like these. And stories that come out that show the severe importance of them. And if you if you think that your company, like, okay, I, I said it one day. It was like, you know, you put your entire life into a company and they will replace you after you're, you die yeah. within a few days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That says it all right there. So if you do not have this union, they don't fucking care, honey. I'm sorry. I know that. I'm sure your managers care and, and you know, mm-hmm. your company mm-hmm. cares and it's because they fucking have to. Yeah. It, it, most of yeah. the time. Yes. <clears throat> they, they really fucking have to. So yeah. Yeah. if you don't know your history, you don't know your future. Sure. Yeah. Ah. Great job, Sam. Good job, Sam. Like Thank that you. was you were the perfect first guest. <laughs> I knew you would be. Not that she's, you know. Yeah, I'm not biased or anything. No, just a little bit. Yeah. No, you did a really good job. Thank you. Hey. And I, I didn't have to write anything this week, so thank you. <laughs> that was it. also fabulous. Like, even it though. It was really good timing because I was like, Cassie, yes. I'm out. She's like, don't worry about it. Sam's on. We're good. I was like, oh my God, thank you. I cannot write a script. Yes, I also forgot about it. Uh, a little bit, and Sam reminded me, and it was uh, it was quite, yeah. quite the breath of oh, relief. Serendipitous. Yeah, man, yeah. I had a little serotonin, a little, pew, little burst. It was nice. Um. Also, I did want to. We yeah. discussed this earlier. Uh, Sam says something about Bruce Springsteen. Earlier, what'd you say? I can't yeah. even remember. It doesn't I, even matter. I'm not a fan. Yeah, that you're not a fan. That you got beef. She said it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. He got beef. Uh, and then I started singing. I don't know why I'm yelling at you guys. I'm so sorry. So I do this thing where I go shh and I turn my hand around like a hand puppet and I shush myself. So I'm going to stop yelling because we have a microphone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I started singing, sucking on a chili dog. 
sucking on chili dog. And, and, and who is that song? So that's that's Cougar. That's John Cougar Mellencamp. Yes, and he's it is. from Indiana. Yes, it is. And that's exactly who I was thinking. That's it. When, I, when I said Bruce Springsteen. Yup. Because the I Bruce, think they're the same person. He's the Bruce Springsteen of Indiana. Of Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're talking about Indiana, he's like Bruce Springsteen and Tony Danza. <laughs> he's both bosses. He's both bosses. <laughs> True. I don't know. All I can think of is a fucking uh, H-bone going, sucking on a chili dog. Yeah. Sucking on a chili dog. That's all I can think of. So I just wanted to clear well, that up. That yeah. I do know they are two different people. But I don't really know that they're two different people. Gotcha. <laughs> Sometimes right. it just blends in her head. It's It it's does. Fine. It does. All right. So, uh, Sam and Kaylee, are you guys ready to get, get that, that shit? I am. I'm not sure. I, I have some trepidations, but let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, Sammy, come along on our adventure to get that shit. This is where we shamelessly plug uh, some, uh, what would you say, small business? Small business. Small uh, business, we, local. Yeah. Etsy. Etsy. We just some people Beeps. have, like, sent to us that we've, like, thrown out there. Yep. And, Suggestions. Yeah. Or even just... Sure. Shit we buy ourselves. Yeah. Random that shit, huh? Right. Yes. You got it. I think. <laughs> Bye, George. He's got it. So, uh, that shit that I have for you today. What you got for me? Is, once again, on Etsy. And on Etsy, you can find them at She Squats Clothing. She Squats Clothing on Etsy. Like as in so squat, like, like the worst. Squat as in the, the workout, yeah, as in to round that peach, ever. to lift that peach, to make it round. So it's like Skechers shape-ups, but for leggings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She squats. Well, when you said clothing. she squats, squat! I, the first thing Bob's I thought burgers. of was uh, Bob's Burgers when Linda's doing the pregnancy yoga. And <laughs> <laughs> The pelvic floor. <laughs> I think a Gale when she's doing her, her uh, poems. Her, yeah, her one woman show yeah. in the basement. <laughs> yes, but she squats clothing. They have uh, those wonderfully sassy graphic written tees yes. and sweatshirts and crops, different things like that. Uh, my mother, with my help, purchased for Katie uh, for her 30th birthday. So sorry. Uh, for, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Spoiler oh, alert. Sorry, says 19, uh, vintage 1999. Or, oh, so sorry. I don't want to shout out your ear. I'm, I'm sorry. We just said but she's 30. I People know. can do yeah. math. I can do math. Well, so I was going to say because she was... <laughs> I, I wouldn't have done the math. I'd have been like, oh, she's 30. That's a number. I wouldn't have done the actual math. Was, was old... the shirt actually vintage 1999? Cause... Wait, why is 1999 vintage first and foremost? Well, number one. Nah, I mean, it, it's just, it's you cutesies. know, it's cute. It's that yeah. cute little, the burnout shirt with a little Yeah, no, that's, I just thought you were implying she was born in 99. Oh, I'm sorry. Fuck! <laughs> I'm dumb. 1990? She's, uh, yeah, 1990. 
Because okay. I was born in 89. Yes, you were born in 89. Motherfucker. We got to cut this whole segment. <laughs> no, we don't. Guys, <laughs> I'm a we're we're in it. We're, we're leaving it. this. Fuck you. <laughs> Kaylee's like, I got to go home. I'm fucking done. <laughs> you got a couple years don't wrong. Don't worry. It's like fine. four sentences ago, you said how bad at math you were. So. <laughs> I mean, you full on admitted it. I mean, this is the 11th episode. So, Katie's sure shirt aware. did not say 1999. It did not. It said vintage 1990. That's okay. a little better. That makes sense. Neon was just coming into its own. Yeah. I bet I, Katie would have much preferred that it was 1999, but, oh, you know, yeah. say la vie. La vie. <laughs> yeah, so, it. go visit them for your very, very, very sassy clothing Absolutely. items. We love sassy clothing. You um, Sam Malone, I, I have to note, is wearing a shirt that says Scott Schrute 2020, and underneath it says that's what she said. Definite perfect shout out to The Office, and it makes me very happy. So It, it is a that, fabulous That's shirt. a good one, too. He does get quite a few compliments. Every, oh, every yeah. so often. Sam always has, like, great t-shirts. <laughs> Thank you. Always. Thank I know you. you. I curate such... quite a few of them. He does. He buys quite a few. Right. But I... I always fucking bring it with the anime ones. That's true. Oh, I girl. have two. Snag them. Right. Yeah. I got a couple Naruto shirts. I got a couple My Hero Academia shirts. Uh-huh. Uh, Dragon Ball. I slip them in with she, the Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. She got me uh, King what? Kai. Uh, yeah? Orange hooded sweatshirt. He opens it for his birthday and, like, he gets... Full on uh, oats and Garfunkel present face. I mean, because all I saw was bright orange clothing. Yes, he goes. And this is before huh? I was in construction, where wearing <laughs> high vis clothing was normal. Yes, he goes. Huh? Oh. I don't care who, who looks good in bright orange. Like <laughs> that was my thought. Nobody and then I saw does. it was Dragon Ball. And then he saw the logo, and then it was all cool. But I mean, I get then it. It was a very aggressive color. Of course, yeah. it was. It was very aggressive. But all right, don't forget to find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. They are all found on our Instagram bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you are on your favorite podcasting platform, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. Make sure that you click those things so we can be found by all sorts of fun people. And more people. And more people. (laughs) Fun people, more people. All types of people. Sponsors? Ooh, yeah. Because if you want to hear more of us, see more of our content. Yeah. Sponsors, huh? Sponsors that are it, man. And also, don't forget to holler at us. Uh, We have an email address just for you guys to send us whatever you want. It is GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. I think that's it. We're wrapped up. I Thank think you, so. Sammy. We appreciate <laughs> you having us. Thanks for Sam. having me. Yeah. You're welcome. It was a lot of fun. Look, you don't have too far to too far to go. Right. Yeah, right. We're done. <laughs> we'll what just start you? pulling guests out of our own houses. So. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Tanner's next. Tanner's next. I'll Does that let mean oh Rocky's God. third. Oh my God, that's Rocky. <laughs> We'll bring Tell Lacey. us about we'll, your life. We'll bring Lacey, <laughs> Lacey has a story. Yes. Past. Oh, you know she does. <laughs> awesome. Well, love and light. Love and light, y'all. Love and light.